In the winter of my twenty-first year, I went out alone on horseback to kill a pack of wolves. This was on my father's land in the Auvergne in France, and these were the last decades before the French Revolution. It was the worst winter that I could remember, and the wolves were stealing the sheep from our peasants and even running at night through the streets of the village. These were bitter years for me. My father was the Marquis, and I was the seventh son and the youngest of the three who had lived to manhood. I had no claim to the title or the land, and no prospects. Even in a rich family it might have been that way for a younger boy, but our wealth had been used up long ago. My eldest brother, Augustin, who was the rightful heir to all we possessed, had spent his wife's small dowry as soon as he married her. My father's castle, his estate, and the village nearby were my entire universe. And I'd been born restless, the dreamer, the angry one, the complainer. I wouldn't sit by the fire and talk of old wars and the days of the Sun King. History had no meaning for me. But in this dim and old-fashioned world, I had become the hunter. I brought in the pheasant, the venison, and the trout from the mountain streams, whatever was needed and could be got to feed the family. It had become my life by this time, and one I shared with no one else. And it was a very good thing that I'd taken it up, because there were years when we might have actually starved to death. Of course this was a noble occupation, hunting one's ancestral lands, and we alone had the right to do it. The richest of the bourgeois couldn't lift his gun in my forests. But then again he didn't have to lift his gun. He had money. Two times in my life I tried to escape this life, only to be brought back with my wings broken. But I'll tell more of that later. Right now I'm thinking about the snow, all over those mountains, and the wolves that were frightening the villagers and stealing my sheep. And I'm thinking of the old saying in France in those days, that if you lived in the province of Auvergne, you could get no farther from Paris. Understand that since I was the lord, and the only lord any more who could sit a horse and fire a gun, it was natural that the villagers should come to me, complaining about the wolves and expecting me to hunt them. It was my duty. I wasn't the least afraid of the wolves either. Never in my life had I seen or heard of a wolf attacking a man, and I would have poisoned them if I could, but meat was simply too scarce to lace with poison. So early on a very cold morning in January, I armed myself to kill the wolves, one by one. I had three flintlock guns and an excellent flintlock rifle, and these I took with me as well as my muskets and my father's sword. But just before leaving the castle I added to this little arsenal one or two ancient weapons that I'd never bothered with before. Our castle was full of old armour. My ancestors had fought in countless noble wars since the times of the Crusades with St. Louis and hung on the walls above all this clattering junk were a good many lances, battle-axes, flails, and maces. It was a very large mace, that is, a spiked club, that I took with me that morning, and also a good-sized flail, an iron ball attached to a chain that could be swung with immense force at an attacker. Now, remember, this was the eighteenth century, the time when white-wigged Parisians tiptoed around in high-heeled satin slippers, pinched snuff, and dabbed at their noses with embroidered handkerchiefs. And here I was, going out to hunt in rawhide boots and buckskin coat, with these ancient weapons tied to the saddle, 
and my two biggest mastiffs beside me in their spiked collars. That was my life, and it might as well have been lived in the Middle Ages, and I knew enough of the fancy-dressed travellers on the post-road to feel it rather keenly. The nobles in the capital called us country lords hair-catchers. Of course we could sneer at them and call them lackeys to the king and queen. Our castle had stood for a thousand years, and not even the great Cardinal Richelieu, in his war on our kind, had managed to pull down our ancient towers. But as I said before, I didn't pay much attention to history.' 